In the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Amen. When I hear Jesus say in today's gospel, do not let your hearts be troubled, I often think that it is as crazy a thing to say as when angels show up and say, do not be afraid. Clearly, neither angels nor Jesus are part of the it's okay to own your own feelings movement. Because in my opinion, the disciples have every reason whatsoever to have troubled hearts. Their world just changed on a dime. You see, Jesus says these words right at the end of the Last Supper, when he gathers the disciples together and he washes their feet. He reminds them that they're to be servants to the most vulnerable, to those who are in need. And then after he does this, Jesus tells them that Judas is going to betray them. They're shocked. And then Jesus says that he's going to go away and he leaves them with this new commandment that they're to love one another. And then Peter, he turns to Peter and he says to Peter that Peter's going to deny him three times before dawn. In short, in, in a very little amount of time, the disciples have just had their whole world turned upside down. Jesus is not going to be the triumphal Messiah they were expecting. Instead, he says he's leaving them. Of course, their hearts are troubled. I get it. And it makes me think to myself, how, how was your heart on March 16th or the days leading up to it? The day that our world in California changed on a dime when our governor put executive orders in place for us to stay at home. Suddenly, we were scared and we didn't know what to expect. We were told to stay at home. Shelves at stores were suddenly empty. We wondered if we would have enough food or enough toilet paper. We discussed if we needed to use this time to improve ourselves or was it okay to just get by. We knew that our world was changing and we didn't know and in fact we still don't know what our future is going to look like exactly. So when I hear Jesus say, don't let your hearts be troubled, I wanna sass Jesus and say, that's easy for you to say, Jesus. Because my heart, my heart is troubled. I'm like the disciples. I'm troubled by the ever widening divisive divide that we have when it comes to respecting differences of opinions. I'm troubled when I hear that statistics for getting sick are worse if you are a person of color, which also in our country also means you are more likely to be living in poverty. I'm troubled to know that continuing an education online is far more difficult and challenging for those in the lower rungs of socioeconomic areas. The very people we expect to pick themselves up out of poverty, but yet they can't have the tools to do so. I'm, I'm troubled by over 33 million Americans 
who have filed for unemployment. I'm troubled by the inability of our national government to work with state governments. I'm troubled to know that churches will be forever changed when this is over and we don't yet know what our future will look like. And while all of this is troubling, here is Jesus looking me straight in the eye in today's scripture saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. Jesus isn't giving his disciples, or us for that matter, a there, there, it will be all right type of comment though. That's not what Jesus is saying. Rather, Jesus is assuring his disciples. He's encouraging them and teaching them in spite of their troubled hearts. Jesus tells the disciples there are many places where he is going and he is going to prepare a place for them. What Jesus is saying is that even though he's physically leaving, he will continue to be with them. He will still, Jesus will still be present with them just in a new way, in a different way. The disciples and us will not be left alone. Jesus prepares a place because Jesus remains in relationship. The disciples, Thomas, they question where Jesus is going. And Jesus says to them, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In short, Jesus is saying that he will abide with them. He will not abandon the disciples. He will not abandon his followers. He will not abandon us. Jesus, in saying that he is the way and the truth and the life, is reminding the disciples that they already know all of this. They have already been following the way of Jesus. They have already been living into the truth of Jesus. And they have been living their lives in the pattern of the life of Jesus. Jesus is not, in fact, I don't think Jesus would ever tell the disciples that it's all going to be all right. Rather, Jesus reminds the disciples that they already have the wisdom. They already have the knowledge, the learning, and the skills for what lies ahead. And on top of that, perhaps most important of all, Jesus will be abiding with them and present with them every step of the way. So yes, our hearts are troubled right now. Following Jesus, believing in the risen Christ won't make all of our troubles instantaneously go away. Rather, like Jesus' words to the disciples though, Jesus's Truth and way in life points us in the right direction. Jesus' words to the disciples are the same as his words to us today. First, remember that we are always in relationship with Jesus. Jesus abides in us this very day 
as much as he did with the disciples in the time after his death. And just like the disciples, Jesus has given us the teachings we need to forge ahead with our troubled hearts. We too are to remain in relationship with one another. We too are to love one another. We too are called to serve the least of these. We too have Jesus' teachings that we can read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest so we can understand in this day how we can more deeply embody Jesus' teaching to be the way, the truth, and the life, not only for ourselves, but for those most in need in this troubling time. I was struck this week by someone who reminded me that the resurrection body isn't the same as the body before resurrection. When we come home out of our homes, yes, with masks, and when we begin to gather again, whether it be in groups of five or 10, or maybe in a few months, even a group of 50, you and I, the church, our community, our world, we will all be changed. Our world will not be the same. But in Jesus's words, do not let your hearts be troubled. We know what is most important. We know that the love of Jesus abides in us, guiding our actions and our words. The love of Jesus will still sanctify us when we gather, no matter what those gatherings look like. So do not let your hearts be troubled because the love of Jesus will guide us into new ways of being church, just as the disciples were guided into new ways of sharing Jesus' love with the world after his resurrection. And just like the disciples, and during troubling times, through the abiding presence of Jesus' love, we will too. Amen.